As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm a, I'm a homeowner and one of my responsibilities is you said home owner, right? Yes. Okay. Just check. <laughs> how, how, how old is that joke, Travis? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's the internet what, connection. The, I don't the, know. I just, I just wanted to be really clear. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Brandon, and, and welcome wel- to Apathetic Enthusiasm, where sounds come out of our mouths straight into the bosom of your ears. Ooh, ear bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of our fifth podcast. If we if we if we ever dissolve this, and we're like, you know what? Let's just keep it the name of our website, but let's start a new podcast. Have it be more focused. Ear bosoms is, is the new name of our podcast. Oh, uh, the 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 temptation to go and Google to see if that is already like a podcast name. Uh, it's it's high. It's super high. But I have a clicky keyboard, so I'm going to spare the listeners uh, that. Uh, welcome, welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, the podcast where we we talk about things and talk to each other. Uh, yeah, and sometimes we talk to you, and you talk back occasionally. Uh, and the ways that you talk back to us are on Twitter at Apathusiast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show. Instagram is Apathetic underscore Enthusiasm. And then you can send us emails, Apathetic Enthusiasm Show at gmail.com. Our website is ApatheticEnthusiasm.com. It's a brand. We stick with the brand. <laughs> the brand will not die. Sticking with the brand. Uh, if you, fair listener, you might have noticed some clicking in the background and if you didn't notice the clicking in the background well there was some clicking in the background and what it was 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 i brandon cruz co-host of this podcast looking up whether or not ear bosoms is a name of anything and travis we got it we're we're on the we're on the cutting edge of the ear bosoms you the url you better you better lock that (laughs) down before this hits uh (laughs) apple podcast bro otherwise Oh, it's anybody's game. God, we're ear boobs. That's <laughs> ear boobs. <laughs> I think I think that's how the the earbuds uh, originally were marketed, and and then like Tim Cook was like, "Nah, let's uh, I let's I make I, them buds." I, I prefer I prefer the sequel where he's playing football, earbud too. <laughs> Uh, I just bought a volleyball. Is there an Airbud movie where he plays volleyball? That uh, seems right up his alley. Let me let me do some more clicking. And then... 
<laughs> Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, the podcast where we do internet research while you listen. Uh, you, no, we, so so I, I do. Uh, by the way, uh, the answer is yes. The na- the, the movie is Airbud Spikes Back, ah! <laughs> two thousand three. <laughs> Uh, uh but- I just I just finished my volleyball season. Uh we only won like five games. Uh we could have used a savvy golden retriever on the team. I think that that would have helped our chances. <laughs> um you know uh, you you mentioned you mentioned the the podcast where people look stuff up as they're as as they're listening or the host whatever. Um I I've listened to podcasts in the past and and here's here's one of my biggest gripes about podcasts where people are looking stuff up is if you're going to look stuff up, do it while the other person is talking. And so there's yes. no dead, no, there's no dead air. Like, and, oh, we should, we should figure that out <laughs> and do it and do it. Chirp, in chirp. S- <laughs> chirp, chirp in such a seamless way that the person who's talking doesn't even know that you're looking it up or, uh, or, or, or bring it back up that, that way, you know, you're not, you're not, you're filling dead air with still interesting content or. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. I think I'm just used to after, I mean, we've done this podcast for almost three years. I'm used to you not paying attention to me when I'm talking. (laughs) So that's prime opportunity for you to be like, Oh, let me go research ear bosoms or whatever. (laughs) Find out if that's a thing. I do it so much. I do. I do it with Chelsea too, where she's talking to me and then, then I get distracted by something she says. I'm like, oh, I want to know. I want to know more about that. Want to know more? <laughs> and then, and then, so I'll, I'll go do that. And then I'll come back to the conversation. And I'll just hear like the last five things that she says, which is, and that's why I'm going to get a plane ticket. And I say, yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good idea. Uh, you know, when are, <laughs> when are you leaving? She's like, I'm divorcing you and moving out. I'm like, well. I didn't hear that part, so it doesn't count. Sorry, but doesn't... if you want to know who the best boy was <laughs> on Predator Two, I've got it covered. <laughs> Shane Black is the writer of Predator, and uh, no, he's he is. A little, I don't know. I forget. Whatever. Don't he's know. an actor. You, maybe you can do some research when I start talking about something else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it. and one of the things <laughs> that's worth talking about is that this podcast is a little late. Uh, I think there was a national holiday between the last time we did it now uh not an excuse mostly i'm super busy brandon was like, is was like a week uh, and a half ago yeah no it was <laughs> brandon stop oh sorry sorry let me look it up listen podcasts they're they're uh ever present right mm, yeah. yeah maybe 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 they're a couple days late but they live on forever on the internet so yes. thank you so much for downloading this one and listening to it uh since the last time we made one of these episodes uh, a few movies have come out, and thanks to MoviePass, not a sponsor. MoviePass. Uh, I I, ha- I have I have attended the theater no less than two times in the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I know it's getting up there. Tell me more. Uh, I'm trying to make Monday movie nights a thing. Uh, I'm mostly because the Bachelorette is on now, so that's like a two-hour block every Monday night where I know Sheena doesn't care where I am. Yeah. Right. She's just she is dealing with it's roses. Mo- it's Monday. And manufa- manufactured drama. It's Bachelorette and, night. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna go see Deadpool two. Deadpool two. Cinemaplex. Which and is which is kind of the same thing as the Bachelorette. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean more or less. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I saw Solo and I saw Deadpool two, and we mm. can 
we can talk a little bit about those uh spoiler or no spoiler uh you know player's choice yeah uh well uh, I, w- I would i would love to, i would love to talk about that those are those are two great topics to talk about i've seen neither one of them but i have been spoiled about them by uh by coworkers which as you know i don't mind i don't really they're not they're, they're not like they're not like westworld where i'm like oh what oh let me let me try to figure out what this is about like those are like oh, yeah tell me about it it's fine i'll i'll go go in and watch them. um let me let me let me be real honest with you for a second brandon because yeah. that's that's what this podcast is about. It's about honesty, <laughs> apathetic, it's, honest status. It's about enthusiasm. It's about transparency. Uh, it's about it's about being on the on the pulse of what's hot in pop culture. Uh, no, it's not. It's just about whatever we're doing. That's right. Uh, we talked about Westworld a few weeks ago. Um, we have talked about Westworld in great detail on this podcast, and I want to let you know I think I'm two weeks behind on Westworld. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but just no, know, I, pre- I just appreciate know this. that uh, they're on an island, and Jacob is fighting the man in black. Oh, oh, oh! I am intrigued now. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest with you. The last episode of Westworld that I watched wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. Uh, but the show in the second season is not pulling the same strings for me. I yep. guess that yep. it did in the first season. Uh, and it is definitely not uh, holding Sheena's attention as much, right? Uh, which is making it harder and harder for me to get her to sit down and watch it with yes. you. Yes, uh, and so I may I may just catch up over the next couple of days while she's out of town because uh, I think she's decided she's way more into the first season of uh, New Girl than she is into uh, yeah Westworld. I, I so, see. You know, but but I'm I'm gonna keep up with it. I'm gonna keep watching. Okay, it. okay. Gonna... great, 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 great. Yeah. Uh, we won't we won't talk about Westworld on the on this episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Brought to you by ApatheticEnthusiasm.com, a fine sponsor of the podcast that w- that we're on right now. Uh, we won't we won't talk about Westworld. We will talk about we will talk about Deadpool. We'll we'll talk about Solo, of course. Of course, we'll talk about Solo. Of course, we'll talk about Solo. Uh, and 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 those those are topics that you you're bringing up and and that you want to talk about, and that's that's fine with me. I'm fine with that. Uh, from Brandon's end of the spectrum, here's what here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about I want to talk about Mario politics. I want to talk about <laughs> crazy cool medallions. I want to talk about Mario versus Rabbids. And and say for, since we're talking about movies, we might as well talk about the Disaster Artist, which which I watched last night as well. So, three movies, one video game, maybe two video games, because we could talk briefly about Catan, which pains me to think of it as a video game. But yes, it. I mean, that is. I mean, it's technically it is. It is. Te- also, te- what the? What was that? What was that? That noise? was a kid. That was a kid firing up Spotify in the other room. So. <laughs> get out of here! No, get out of get out of here, kid! Like a kid, kick him, kick him in the the behind. Okay, Good. so so we'll talk about three movies, uh, none of which we have both seen. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, a video game that only one of us has played, and then uh, we'll talk about a video game uh, of a board game that we both uh, <laughs> hold near and dear to our hearts. This is going to be a jam packed episode. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, let me, let me, let me actually correct you slightly. So we're talking about two, two movies that you've seen. 
one movie that I've seen that you haven't seen, and then which references a movie that neither of us has seen. So really four different movies. Yes. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes. of course, of course, the room falls into that. that yeah. That I've seen clips. I've seen clips. <laughs> yeah. So so have I. They're in yeah. the Disaster Artist. Okay. All right. Uh, let's, all right. Let's well, get let's, started, man. Let's, let's go in uh, alphabetical order then. So let's start with Deadpool 2, which is the, the movie that I've seen most recently uh, because I saw it two nights ago. Uh, in a still relatively full theater for a Monday night, uh, I think two weeks after it was released. Um, and yeah, it's the, it's the sequel to Deadpool. Most of you have probably already seen it. If you, uh, if you have, are not not Brandon, if you're not Brandon, if you, if you wanted to see this movie, if you were super excited after you saw, uh, the original Deadpool movie, uh, the, the named Deadpool movie, not the Wolverine movie that had the, uh, you know, bastardized version of Deadpool in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. X-Men yeah. origins Wolverine. So, so I'm going to give you, uh, my take on Deadpool two, and I'm going to preface it with our collective thoughts on the original Deadpool, which was, it was pretty good. Uh, we weren't over the top enthused about it. I think we gave it one of the more harsh reviews on the podcast that we were, we, we were kind of we apathetic about it. Yeah, yeah, and I I think in part it was due to the fact that uh, the way that the film was structured, the way that it bounced through the timeline really, really threw me off. And uh, I don't know, I think just sort of there were elements of it that it just didn't click with me. Um, And I didn't necessarily think it was a bad movie for that. And I know when I watched it again, I, I did enjoy it more on a repeat viewing. So um, going into to Deadpool 2, I really had lowered expectations because I wasn't coming from a place where I thought Deadpool was the greatest superhero movie ever. It wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a classic for you. So you you didn't you didn't go into it with the same kind of enthusiastic fervor that you, that you did for like The Last Jedi or or Force Awakens. Sure. Yeah, I'd say or you know, Infinity War or, you know, any of those movies where I was just like, yeah, or yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I gotta say, I, I enjoyed Deadpool too. I, I thought it, I thought it was funny. There were, there were several moments where I, I had a very out loud, uh, burst of laughter in a not full theater to where I immediately became self-conscious about the fact that <laughs> I found certain jokes funny that, other people there did not get it at all. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was one joke in there that referenced uh, Deadpool. Uh, it, maybe, maybe the guy that made me was really bad at drawing feet or something. <laughs> like right. it was, you know, it was, it was a pretty on the nose joke about um, Lifefield, oh, Rob, Rob Lifefield, Lifefield's yeah. uh, shortcomings, if you will, or or design choices is another way of saying he can't draw feet. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like some of the. I was the only person in the theater that laughed at that, and I laughed hard at that joke. <laughs> so it's, it's such such a it, it's such an in joke. It uh, is. Um, it is. Uh, I, I I think we'll 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 talk about we'll talk about jokes here and uh, more as as we go on. Yeah. So continue continue. And, and, don't, and, let, and don't, don't let me don't don't let me don't let me distract from what you're. The things you're I really like about this movie <laughs> um, are maybe 
not the typical things that the average moviegoer enjoyed about it because um the crude comedy if you will uh like maybe i'm getting old maybe maybe it's not affecting me the same way it did when i was a teenager or, or as in my early 20s but i've seen a lot of those types of jokes and so parts of the some of them are still super funny to me and other times i'm just like yep okay cool you know you know you, whatever whatever the joke is that i don't know it's just like the like the uh, basic instinct baby yeah <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> which I have another comment about that scene. Um, and it's very Rick and Morty related. But uh, yeah, so the things that I really enjoyed from this movie are the things that really tied the character back to the comics. Uh, and I wasn't an original Deadpool fan. I haven't followed Deadpool for decades, but I became a pretty big fan of the Spider-Man Deadpool series yeah. uh, that came out over the last couple of years. Um I've read some other, you know, stuff that that has come out recently, and the way that Deadpool does a lot of fourth wall breaking and is cognizant of who he is within a comic or within a situation, and that he references things, uh, like from pop culture and things that he shouldn't necessarily know if he's only existing within that story. Yeah, uh, they do a really good job of writing that in these movies, I think, and and there are times when he's referencing things that don't make sense to the plot, but those get some of the bigger laughs from me. And I don't know. I, I, I completely allowed it in this movie because I understood that that's an, an essential element of who Deadpool is. Here, here, here's, here's a quick question from a person who hasn't seen the movie. And you know, whenever, whenever we do these movie reviews and one of us hasn't seen it, Let's just let's just go about it with uh you know hey I'm asking you questions about why should you know, why should I see the movie or or, or okay. yeah, yeah 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 uh so here's my here's my question on that compared to the first Deadpool movie would you say that this kind of meta fourth wall breaking act that Deadpool puts on is better written or 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 more uh more self referential than uh, the original the first movie uh i think it's as ever present it it doesn't it doesn't it's not ramped down in any way so the thing about the fourth wall breaking that i really like is there there are moments where it's very much overt like you you know he's talking directly to the audience there are other times where it's super subtle it's 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 like a one-liner where uh he calls cable thanos because <laughs> right. you know same actor is playing in two marvel property movies and um like i don't know it's those it's those little nods to things that if you're not if you're not really paying attention you'll probably miss uh but it's that it's very much that style of humor that you would read in a deadpool comic as well okay all right uh, next next question for you travis and th- this this question comes to you from a uh, longtime listener of the show, Brandon Cruz, who I know also... you don't listen to this show. <laughs> I put the intro music on. I put the outro music on, which is the same music. I just copy and paste and change the <laughs> fade in, fade out. Uh, uh, so plot wise is, you know, the, the original Deadpool was very 
I mean, it's very, 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 very straightforward and very simplistic. How super origin story ish? How yeah. does the second movie's plot hold up with time travel and what have you? Uh, with time, it's way better. It's way better. Uh, it starts almost exactly the way the other movie was, where it's like, here's a scene. Now here's, you know, four months earlier, and then like two weeks later, and stuff. Like it does like that bouncing around super early in the movie, but within maybe 10, 15 minutes, it's all done, and then it's linear all the way through. Okay. Right. I mean, there's there's some like flashbacks of like you know, talking about a character's experience and then them like remembering something or cutting to it. But it's, it's not like huge chunks of the movie, like breaking up. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely not done that way. And for a movie that has a main character that can literally travel through time. um, Yeah. It's, it's really not emphasized. Okay. All right. Right right on, right on, right on. Is, is, um, is Ryan Reynolds still playing Deadpool? I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, he also manages to kill Ryan Reynolds at one point in the film. <laughs> oh, it's so meta. It it's is. So, it's super meta. It's so and meta. It, and it was one of my favorite parts uh, of the movie also. Um, I, so so I, I, you have movie pass. So you, I, you and I, we've talked about this offline with movie pass and um, me not really needing a movie pass and me not really caring that much about solo and, and, and Deadpool. Um, I do, I do want to see Deadpool too. I do want to see solo. Um, if, if I had to choose, I would probably choose the, uh, the movie coming out called hereditary and upgrade, which are both out in the theaters right now, which one's a horror and one's a, like a sci-fi horror kind of movie. Uh, yeah. Those have nothing to do with Deadpool and, and Solo, uh, but if I didn't see those, then I would see definitely Deadpool too. That's that's what I would, o- I would over Solo. See. You yeah. think? Yeah, interesting. Okay, a uh, couple things uh, of note before we move on. Uh, there is a scene in uh, Deadpool two that makes the Rick and Morty side of my life uh, laugh a lot, and that's because. He's essentially baby legs for an entire scene. Uh, he, he, as he's regenerating <laughs> half of his I body. When I'm, when I'm <laughs> hey, I learned a lot. Of, I learned a lot about myself today. Uh, <laughs> um, there is a uh, period in this film where they sneak in the sort of like X Force gray Deadpool costume. Yeah. Uh, in it's it's not really talked about and it's sort of as a result of like an explosion but it still looks really cool yeah. and, I, and I'm glad they have that in there um, and one other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, but I can't really think of it so it doesn't there, matter there, okay so for those who are listening you haven't seen Deadpool 2 I'm going to spoil stuff that I've been spoiled and because I don't know the actual things uh, what they are they may uh, or may not be true. They may or may not. Oh, be. I know the other thing I was going to say, but go oh, ahead. You go ahead. Okay, so so this is Brandon's third uh, third Brandon party inadvertently spoils Deadpool. <laughs> third party. I haven't seen this spoiler extravaganza. So uh, a couple a couple of things. Uh, one, Juggernauts in the movie. I think that's that's kind of cool. Very uh, cool. Very awesome part of the film. 
Um, so the fact that Juggernaut's in it, and then also that he's not like a Vinnie Jones crappy X Men three Juggernaut. He's as big, if not bigger, than Cyclops or not Cyclops, uh, uh, a Colossus. Colossus. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely bigger. Yeah, yeah, he looks uh, awesome. He looks awesome in the movie. That that that's bitching. Uh, that makes I me did, I did not expect him, and when he when they f- finally showed him, I was just like. I, I got excited. I got very yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh so that that helmet <laughs> Yeah, so it's bitching. Okay, so I, I so I want to see it for that. Uh next up that that X Force is introduced and almost immediately killed off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh all but Domino, pretty much. Yeah, because she's is, lucky. Is dispa- is dispatched. Uh in the most like comical like sort of like absurd format too it's it's really it's really great Uh, and that's one of the parts where i'm like if if i hadn't seen the first deadpool i don't know if i would have enjoyed that as much but now that i understand sort of the tone of these films and what they're going for with some of the stuff i'm just like yeah cool it's absurd let's let's go this route yeah um i I know i know terry cruz did an interview with somebody after the movie came out and was like i feel really bad for the fans basically playing this joke on them getting all excited i'm going to be in this movie and then unceremoniously killed off (laughs) within minutes yeah it's pretty great uh they i guess this falls into spoiler territory um the main love interest for deadpool the the reason he uh he does everything that he does in the first movie to get her back um uh she is killed very quickly in this movie very she's uh, fridged right this is, is the is the term for it yeah i guess what is what is the exact definition of fridge so so fridged uh i it's a i i have to look it up but it's a, it's a trope and uh, basically i think in like a comic or a movie somewhere uh the the superhero or main character's significant other, a woman was killed and put in and stuffed into a fridge. And that was his motivation to like propel the whole movie. So, so fridges, uh, when you say, you know, she's, she's been fridged. That's basically saying she is the, uh, the MacGuffin for (laughs) the motivation for the main character. I'd, I'd say that's true for the first Deadpool. Um, she's not killed as much in the first one. She's still alive, but he, that's the whole, that his whole reason for what he does in that first movie is to, to get her back. I think, um, she dies early on and he very Deadpool has a death wish at that point. Cause he just wants to die. Um, but he can't, he he's incapable of doing that because his body will heal, heal itself. Uh, but as you read in some of the comics, uh, the, Deadpool develops a love relationship with death itself with, with the grim reaper type (laughs) death, right? Like that is his love interest in many of the Deadpool comics. And it was one of the things that in the first Deadpool, um, I, that was the type of love interest I was used to reading about for Deadpool. So when he had this like normal human that he, he had a relationship with i was like okay that's cool it's good uh but it's not the deadpool i'm used to reading and now that his love interest is dead but he can see her whenever he does die even if it is only a temporary death before his body heals itself 
uh, it's much more in line with that sort of relationship that I read about in the comics. So I was really into it. It's a bit of a spin. He's not necessarily in love with death. Yeah. But he is continually killing himself for a few moments of of genuine do, you know affection with with death. Do do they do they make a joke at all about like Twilight in that in that respect? I didn't catch it if they did. Okay, no. cuz cuz in Twilight the second movie, look, people listening to this, yes, I watched a couple of the Twilight movies. I haven't seen them, so I, that's why I L- Let me let me let me just let me just tell you like the first one is not that bad. It's not it's it's not it's not that bad. The second one, here's here's what here's what pisses me off. So so Edward, the the main vampire, he leaves, right? He he runs off cuz he's like, "Oh, I don't want to hurt you, Bella." Uh, blah, 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 vampire or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the plot of it is. But he runs off. And Bella, like, gets into, like, somehow gets in a situation where she almost dies. And when she almost dies, puts herself in danger, then she catches a glimpse of him. And so then, for the first part of the second movie, she's continuously trying to put herself in dangerous situations just so she can catch a glimpse of her beloved Edward. And I was like, "This is this is poor, uh, <laughs> this poor morals for young impressionable girls to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I just hurt myself, uh, I'll be able to see him and love him. Anyways, Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool two. Yeah, he's basically no, doing Twilight. <laughs> basically, it's Twilight. Is is what that movie is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed that element of it. And as as they move on, if they make more Deadpool movies, I think it'd be interesting to see that as well. Uh. Finally. Uh most recent Marvel movie uh, that did not have a uh, Stanley cameo where Stanley actually appeared in the film. They did have a huge like mural um, like Easter egg of Stanley's face on one of the buildings as, as, as it moved by uh, in like a wide shot. Um, So they're still featuring the, the appearance of Stanley. Uh, but we did not actually get Stanley acting in the film for anything, uh, which is sad because I, I understand his health is diminishing and yeah. um, he's he's stepping back from a lot of this stuff. But um, okay. world's greatest cameo actor uh, will live <laughs> on in our hearts uh, well, for for much much longer. My 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 last my last little question. I need it. I need an opinion. What did you, what did you think of Josh Brolin as Cable? What 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 did he provide? To the movie, to his role, did did he at was was he well cast? Tell me, tell me, yeah. Give me deets, um, man. I, I, give me deets. I don't. I give me the deets. I can't, <laughs> in all honesty, give a super comic book fan impression of what Cable should, how Cable should be played because I haven't read a lot of books with Cable in it. Um, is Bishop but, in it? Huh? Is Bishop in it? no okay all right that's I fine i think so keep keep going yeah um but anyway yeah uh he plays it very straight he's ve- he's very um he is the straight man in uh to to deadpool's craziness uh which i think is is great and it and they play off each other really well he's a great uh like protagonist early on but then later in the film when it makes sense for them to team up uh they they work really antagonist you mean antagonist yeah uh Uh, because because what i what i heard uh from what i know of the plot he's basically it's basically terminator 
with him coming yeah. back into the past to, you know, terminate this little boy. Yeah. Yeah. The kid from, um, oh gosh, what's that New Zealand movie? Uh, it's got, oh, I've watched it. Oh, it's so, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I Black will look sheep? it up. No. Uh, this is uh, where I, I will use okay, the clackities okay. of my keyboard. Uh, so uh yeah so the the whole time <laughs> now i'm filling in you're not supposed to tell me that you're you're doing it i'm when i'm not doing anything what are you talking about just <laughs> you're not just talk that it it breaks the magic of of podcasting when you're like oh now i'm now i'm gonna look this up let so, me just sit here and think about it for a long time so, brandon so go ahead well, and fill in the silence brandon i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell i'm not gonna do it while you're you have a, a legitimate opinion about this movie i'm gonna do it by telling you to do it and i don't I don't know if I I don't know if I appreciate that or being hunt for the, the wilder people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Taika Waititi. Uh Julian Dennison is the name of the young man. Yeah, no, uh, I'm saying like Waititi directed it. Who did Guardians of the Galaxy or not? What? No, Thor Ragnarok. Whatever. And yeah, um, Waititi. What we do in the shadows? Uh yeah, he directed what we do in the shadows. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, boy. Uh, and those are the those are the four main things on his IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, it's basically a Terminator scenario where he says he has to uh, he has to prevent Firefist from making his first kill because once he does that, it sets him on a path where he just kills relentlessly. And Cable's way of doing that is he's going to kill Firefist when he's a kid. Hmm. Uh, Deadpool says, Hey, give me a chance to keep him from making the kill without you actually having to kill him. And, uh, things happen and, and they team up and movie plots are written. And then, and then Firefist becomes, he still kills and then they have to team up against him. And, and no, no, <laughs> no, I, I didn't, I didn't get spoiled in that part. So I, I haven't gotten that far into the plot. Anyway, o- o- overall, overall, what, how, how do you like the movie, man? Like, I liked it. I yeah. did. I, um, I, I enjoyed it. And if you liked the first Deadpool movie, I definitely think you'll like this one. Okay. Uh, since, since like you, my expectations were lowered, uh, I did rewatch Deadpool and, and I did like it more the second time because my expectations were tempered a little bit more. And I know what to expect from it. Um, going into Deadpool two, I think I will feel the same way and, and just be like, you know, just just and just enjoy the ride. Know know what it is going into it. Absolutely. Um, okay. Speaking of knowing what things are going into it, let's talk about a little bit about the disaster artist. Okay. So, disaster artist is is basically a biopic about. You put little squigglies on, on here. <laughs> looks like must have a, bi- a biopic about the making of the room, which is uh, a, a movie that was made by self-made by this guy named Tommy Wiseau, and with his with his good friend Greg Sestrin, I believe. And uh, it was made like it was made released in two thousand three. A completely self-funded, produced, written, directed by one Tommy Wiseau. I've never seen The Room, and it's one of those things where people are like you have to see, it. you have to see how bad this movie is. It just, it's hilarious how bad it is. Have you ever seen The Room, Travis? Uh, I have not, uh, and 
I think, I mean, I obviously wouldn't have caught it very early. And now that it has gone through phases of uh, sort of this B movie fandom and cult following, uh, I just, I have, I have not been introduced into the circle of, of this movie until I started picking up on memes from it a couple years ago, like maybe a year ago. Uh, But not long after that was when I started hearing about production stuff for disaster artists. So um, it was all within the same amount of time. I know my brother-in-law in San Diego, he goes and sees the room once every couple of weeks really his friends like like they go they go to a local theater in san diego that sort of like people would for like rocky horror like picture show and things like that like they they just go and see it over and over again and they they they've they have like their rituals that they do at certain parts of the film now and stuff yeah it's it's really got that cult following that that's that's uh, i i i haven't seen the room either i think i mentioned that already I think that's that's interesting because Rocky Horror Picture Show was intentionally made campy and kind of fell maybe almost aimed targeted for that kind right. of yeah. like midnight showing. It, it was tailor made for a cult following, right? Right. Whereas the room and as the dis- disaster artist shows through the 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 course of the film. It wasn't. It wasn't made for that. It was made to be an actual movie uh, with Tommy and uh, Greg. Like they, they, they wanted to make a good movie, uh, and it was. It was bad. It was. It was. Un, it was unintentionally bad, and for an unintentionally bad thing to be this huge comedy, <laughs> and people just crack up about it and have these midnight showings. It's, 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 it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that to be like, it's a, it's a party movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, a, you know, for me as a, as a huge fan of MST3K, Mr. Science Theater 2000, you know, it, okay, maybe, maybe I'm actually, um, I could get into actually watching the movie and, and being this kind of group dynamic of, of laughing at bad stuff. Um, but that's, that's the room. Disaster Artist, on the other hand, is about the making of the room, uh, which it stars both of the uh, the Franco brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one is Tommy, one is Greg, and um, it's it has so here. Here's the thing I noticed mainly about the movie: it has so many random cameos from people who are in that <laughs> who are in that. Um, uh, like four year old version who did that? What was what's that guy's name? Oh, um, the Jed Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that collection of their circle of of people. So, um, you have you have Jud 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 Apatow. He's he's in the movie. Uh, Seth Rogen is is in it. You have the one. Uh, is Ant Man in it? Is he's Paul Rudd in it. He he's he's not in it actually. Oh. Uh, Nathan Fielder from uh, Nathan for You, which is a fantastic show if you've never watched yeah, it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, he he's in it. A bunch of like bit parts. They they start the movie, uh, w- just interviewing. Um, man, I I wish I would have grabbed their names because now I'm having a brain dump. But just 
they, the the point is there's just so many random people who are throughout the the film and that that's 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 weird to me and they they speak of it kind of lovingly like well yeah this movie is so so great like i don't know if that i don't know if that's that's true maybe i should actually watch the movie but maybe 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 we should do that <laughs> we should you and i we should we should do that we should have a, a watch party I, I i do i do recommend watching the the movie because if if tommy wiseau is, is the that disaster weird? artist or the room disaster artist okay it, if tommy wiseau is that weird in real life wow i'm that's 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 crazy okay he's right. such a poor actor and it, yeah, Seth Rogen is funny. He's he plays a pretty big part in it. Hmm. That's that's all, all right. That's all. I that's got. all you got. Yeah, I I uh, you told me yesterday that the Disaster Artist was on uh, Prime now, Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I definitely anticipate watching that over the next day or two because uh, I do want to see it. I, I do want to see the Room as well. Just just to have the cultural knowledge of it. I think maybe maybe we can figure out a way to watch it at the same time or something. We can. Uh, we can get that viewing party yeah. feel uh, happening. I, I, I think that our, um, our friend Megan talked to us a while ago about like plugins in either Chrome or wherever to where like, you can sync up your Netflix and watch something at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So I have, oh. to, I have to find that oh. so we can do a watch party. Watch party. Speaking of parties, uh, there were, there were these parties that we used to hold back at my house. What? Like, Eight years ago, it feels like now. Ever ago, uh, it, it they only Ever existed in the ago. off season, the off seasons of Lost. Whenever Lost wasn't on TV, this is when these parties would take place, uh, and that's that's our Catan parties, right? That every I think it was Wednesday night, a group of six of us got together uh, and spent an hour setting up a board game called Settlers of Catan, <laughs> uh, and now thanks to the the beauty of video games and the internet, uh, we could potentially be doing that once again. Yes, yes, we can. I, I The other day, uh, a fellow podcaster, uh, Paul Chomo, who he does this 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 animal podcast called uh, Varmints, the Varmints podcast. Uh, I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he, he posted a bunch of pictures with him and his family setting up a settlers of Catan game night. And so there's, he had, he had the expansions. So he had seafarers, he had uh, cities and nights and the, f- the five, six player versions of those as well. And I looked, I was following his pictures the next morning. I was like, ah, oh, man, ah, oh. oh, the times we had, the times we've had. Um, and, and I only played it maybe like two or three times, four times with you. In, really, in, man. I maybe I feel like. I mean, that's that's possible. Like we we had we played off and on between lost seasons for probably a couple of years, uh, and it was like a weekly thing. But there were there were individuals that rotated in and out, um, yeah. and I know that you were one of those individuals that wasn't uh, always there. Because Chelsea, um, she's always like, "Oh, get nah. off of here, get." How are you gonna maintain your raid group in Warcraft if you're playing Catan? She didn't say that. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> would you stop paying paying attention to everyone else but me? No. That's that's how that actually worked. Kelsey, <laughs> let's play Catan. All of us together. <laughs> she hates it. She does not yeah, like. So that does game. Sheena. So does Sheena. 
strategy. But she allowed me to play it. She allowed me to host the game <laughs> at my house. Uh, it, no, I so I I did. I I don't know. I mean, I didn't keep track of how many times I played that game with you. But uh, you know, I like to think of myself as as somebody who was a legitimate challenger to to your your throne. Is that? Yeah, sure, I'll allow it. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I, I did, I did, I won like once or twice of the the three or four times I played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't win every time, nor did I necessarily win the majority of the time. Yeah, cough uh, felt. But but I won, I won my fair share of 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 settlers games. Yeah. Um. So I I, ne- I never I never asked you. Travis, but how did you get into Settlers uh, originally? Uh, so I, I mean, you know was... how I got into it is from you. But how did well, you get into it? Well, Tell you're me. Welcome. Uh, it was a board game that a group of my friends in like junior college before I joined the Air Force, um, we played. Uh, I, I think I think I played once, maybe twice, uh, with with like my core group of friends from high school. Um, and and then never really revisited it. And then uh, like my really tight group of friends, I think like three of them were in my wedding, maybe four. Um, <laughs> that we, I mean, we were getting together on a weekly basis, hanging out. Um, and a lot of that involved Sellers of Catan. Hmm. Uh, so we really enjoyed the game a ton. Uh, I know. Th- I want to say we may have played it at my bachelor party. I think that may have been somebody else's bachelor party. I know we played a game <laughs> called Mao at my bachelor party. Oh, and we, turned it, we, we turned it into a drinking game and uh, a grown man cried that night. I'm not, um, I'm not, let, let me let me throw this out there. I'm not I'm not a Mao fan. I, I know. I know. Yeah. You like rules and structure, not made up rules and tomfoolery. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So I just I kind of got into it that way. And then um, I, I had a settler's board, just like the standard set. Um, I think I threw seafarers on there uh, once we started playing as a group uh, between like lost seasons. Yeah. yeah. And I'd never, I'd played cities and nights a few times, but as we got a regular game going, we just threw it all together, uh, all three sets and, and really just, Spent three to four hours sometimes <laughs> uh, cruising Catan. Yeah, yeah. I after after we played, I, you know, I I fell in love with the game, and I, I when it came out on Xbox 360, and then I bought it for that. And uh, me and and uh, my friend Matt, we would we would play it online, and I'd I'd beat him all the time because you know I'm just that good. Yeah, but but it didn't have it. It was it was the the base, and it didn't have expansions. Uh, but you know, I, I bought the actual board game uh but it was just me and chelsea at the you know when i bought it so like we didn't it's a it's a three-player minimum game yeah i mean technically you can play with two but it's not it's not worth right right it's like it's like chinese checkers with with two people like it's you know you can but why 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 would you yeah um And and i think that i think that speaks to if for anyone that's never played Sellers of Catan, um, I, I don't know of a board game that I could easily equate it to um, for, for, for the sake of reference, but there it has multiple uh, ways of winning the game. And, and there is a v- very diplomatic aspect to it where 
uh, trading with other players and not necessarily creating alliances, but there are opportunities for two players to prevent a, a third player from from reaching one of their objectives it, in order to win it's it's like uh, it's like it's like a friendlier monopoly is is kind of how i feel yeah, about it to an extent i think i think you're right we're, we're like mon- monopoly it's it's far more cutthroat and you're like f travis do not do not trade uh boardwalk and park place for these three yellows do not do it and you're like no i'm gonna do i'm gonna make a deal i'm gonna do it and plus five hundred dollars throw $500 in and I'll make the deal. I'm like, no, why are you doing that? That's stupid. <laughs> um, in Catan, but you can definitely be like, all right, listen, Brandon definitely is needing wheat right now. He needs it. He, if he gets it, there's a good chance he could win in the next three turns. No, there is a trade do embargo not. with Brandon for wheat. You <laughs> do not. If I see you giving Brandon wheat, it's coming back to bite you. That's all I'm saying. We, there's there's a tariff on wheat <laughs> right <laughs> right right now um and it, it that it, 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 it is true we there's a lot more there's a lot more wheeling and dealing and i think that's why chelsea and, and sheena don't like it as much because partly because we get on their cases about it and we're like <laughs> don't why are you doing that why you, don't don't do that He's yeah. he's gonna win next. He all he has to do he just needs two more wheat and he buys buys another city and then he wins the game. And like, and and that is the other aspect of it that I think uh, fostered our love of the game is there is the game itself, the game that exists on the board, the pieces, everything else, the strategy with that. But there is the other game that exists between the players sitting around the table. The 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 conversations where you're reading people you're you're maybe you're maybe sharing information in a certain way uh you're 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 watching that guy who's been really quiet for the last three turns (laughs) because he secretly has a strategy where he's gonna win when you don't realize that he's been building the longest road and accumulating the largest army and you and you've been really focused on building your third city or whatever like there's so many other things in the game where when you bring it all together, it's a really enjoyable experience. And I say that because every experience I've had with a video game version of Catan hasn't been able to live up to that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it back to the video game. The, The 360 version that I used to play with Matt, the, it would just be him and I, like we wouldn't play against anybody else online. Because he doesn't like losing to strangers, hell, he doesn't <laughs> like losing to me, and and I was his best friend at one point in time. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, we we we'd all we'd only play with the AI. Well, so the AI on the the three sixty version of the game would be, they would have different strengths, right? Like maybe this character would have this like random kind of unknown strength, and he's he's like he's good at. He's good at trading maybe. And then this other AI would be good at they, this is what they focus on. They, they focus on it. For those who don't know what, how, how you win in Catan, you get victory points. And I think how many victory points do you have to get to win? So like, like, I mean, it depends on your setup 11 or something like that. But I think 
traditionally it's like 10 or 12 yeah depending okay. on the number of players so so you get victory points for certain things like building us building a, a new settlement or getting longest road or having longest army so you get victory points for all these these these, these things uh well these ai characters focus their strategy on specific aspects of that like oh we want to we want to exp- rapid expansion to get longest road and get victory points that way or or etc etc cetera, et cetera. so that aspect of what you're talking about travis is that they tried to replicate that in the ai of um yeah it's, personalities. It, doesn't, it doesn't work as well as playing with people and right. that's i mean like because when you're sitting across from somebody it's it's different you can i can see what you are thinking right i can read i can read you or i know you so the way I play it, I'm generally, you know, my tell I'm always, I'm trying to go for longest road. Normally <laughs> it's just kind of, it just, it's just a personal you, pride you, thing. You hitched your horse to that wagon or whatever it is, or you've hitched a wagon to that horse and you're just, you're just going to go. Like you, it, that's, Brand- it's what you do. <laughs> Brandon is going for longest road. He hasn't even placed anything yet, but you know, <laughs> that's what he's going for. Right. Um, and, but there's still the human aspect of it where Brandon always goes through longest road, but he's doing something right now that is different than what he normally does. Oh, sh- buying oh a, shoot. Buying a lot of those cards. It's, it's odd. What strategy is he going for now? That, he's, that He's moved that thief several times using soldiers. I don't know. That uncertainty uh, anyway. is what changes it up, and that's what the AI doesn't provide you. Right. I hope this conversation is interesting to someone who's never played uh, Settlers of Catan because we're, we're we're speaking in a lot of detail about aspects of, <laughs> of play styles and strategies. Uh, but there there's an opportunity, uh, thanks to the gift of the internet, yeah. uh, where we could potentially Webernets. get that same feeling again, even though we are in completely dis- different spots in the country. Uh, there, there's a, there's Catan, uh, online that, I mean, it's pretty much like, like you said with the Xbox version, uh, but it's, it's cross platform. Now they're, they're adding in a lot of those things that we enjoyed that made the game, uh, even more challenging like seafarers and, and cities and nights, all of those expansions. Um, and I think now that, especially with the setup we have where we can see each other, uh, we, we can talk to each other in this format. Um, Twitch is, is a very popular thing now and you can, um, get a group of people together and, and play a game online. And, uh, I think, I think there's a chance, Brandon, where we could, we could almost, we could almost play, uh, using the online version and, and, and maybe, maybe get that same feeling again. Yeah. I think, I think there's a good possibility there. And get and get some of our friends that used to play with this with us to, for for a night. Like we can get John, we can get uh, Ryan, maybe. Yeah, I, I, he's supposed to come visit me within like a month. Really? So, oh. so either way, tell, yeah. Tell him I said. Tell him I said hi because he, he doesn't talk to me anymore. You know, it, it's it's not it's not intentional. He just he just kind of left social media. Yeah. So I, <laughs> you, get, you have to be much more direct with that, dude. I know. So 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 Catan Universe is. Uh, CatanUniverse.de. That's that. That's this kind of like online service, and 
and cross-platform that's that's a huge thing in 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 gaming in general like if if you can play a game on your iphone or your or whatever android device with somebody who's playing it on steam not only steam pc but steam mac and that's that that's that's pretty that's pretty huge right there um and uh, katana university can play on the browser as well i think i think that that's so cool and travis and i we've been looking at games after Astroneer, we're like <laughs> like uh what game should we play now oh, yeah. Oh. yeah you know i played i played a round of pub or two rounds of PUBG last night it's not the same some, some people from work and i don't know I, the magic, I, maybe I stepped away too long, but the magic's worn off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time to go to Fortnite. But I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm back on Overwatch hard right now though, so that's yeah. that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, I think we should definitely stream uh, a Catan game sometime here coming up. Uh, I think maybe maybe we get one just between friends, and then maybe we get one out uh, and get an audience. Yeah. Uh, watching as well let's see how it works and then uh, we'll come back and and stream to anybody who's who cares about watching people play Catan, <laughs> yeah. or or yeah. you know maybe maybe we'll uh, do a giveaway and you can play with us Ooh, let's get some oh, this could be an opportunity to get some other podcasters playing with us too oh yeah that could be fun Ooh, the oh what if it's like a like a weekly Catan podcast or like monthly we came up with two podcast oh ideas God. during the show apathetic podcast that's awesome <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying okay katan bosoms the podcast <laughs> katan ear bosoms bosoms uh the also the, right. the also the bee and honey podcast <laughs> it's katan as, as <laughs> a, a honey okay as, as we approach the hour mark here uh, on on this episode, uh, there's a Star Wars film that came out. It's a Star Wars story. Uh, we haven't really talked about it yet, and and that's that's rare for us. Um, it's also rare that Brandon hasn't seen it. Um, but Solo came out, and I'm I'm not gonna even. I would expect myself to spend more time talking about Solo on a podcast than Deadpool, but for the sake of time and for the sake of my uh, feelings. Uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this film. Do you, it, it just answer me this. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Which is better, Deadpool or Solo? Well, Ooh. which which do you enjoy more? See, now I really enjoyed Solo. I I, I did really like the movie. Which one did you um, enjoy more? That wasn't. I didn't ask for an solo. explanation. Um, maybe for me, Solo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't we but talk very about Solo? <laughs> why did we for, for forty? Why did minutes. we talk about Deadpool earlier? Because <laughs> um, we were going alphabetical. I think I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, I, when you when you brought up Katana, I was like, oh, oh, uh, oh. Why why didn't that come before Deadpool? <laughs> I don't know because I'm bad at spelling too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I saw. I saw solo on a Saturday uh, and that Monday, cause I saw it opening weekend that Monday I was sitting in a meeting with my boss and it was like maybe four people. And like, this is like one of my higher bosses. Right. And he mentioned solo and I was like, Oh yeah, I saw it this weekend. And he was just like, 
What a snooze fest, am I right? Oh, I don't think I ever checked my watch so many times in a Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. No, I I kind of liked it. I, I, I rather enjoyed it, actually. Uh, maybe we should have this conversation later and not in the middle of a meeting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I... I, I really like Solo. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I knew it was an origin story. I knew it wasn't going to have any major connection Revelations. to any other part of the Star Wars universe. I thought it was fun. A uh, little bit of a heist movie, a little bit of a kind of gangster style thing. There are a lot of like random things that if you're not super deep into Star Wars lore you don't fully understand or fully get um, know where certain things are coming from. But as a standalone film, I thought it was interesting and it origin stories. We, we have a lot of them in, in this period of superhero movies where like we, we spend a lot of time finding out what made a person who they are. Uh, But there are so many things that are talked about in star Wars movies regarding Han Solo that, for a long time a lot of people have been like what does that really mean or there are questions like how did han actually meet chewy how did where did han really come from what what is his backstory what happened before he ran into luke and obi-wan in that uh cantina right like Mm -hmm. this movie answers those questions i thought it was pretty good i thought that uh, Donald Glover was was good as a young Lando. I thought um, that there was there's a droid that's like Lando's companion in this film that was pretty hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I liked it. I I, I liked the film. I and, and, I, and I'm going to stand by it. And and Eddie probably bangs. Throw that out, throw that out there. Yes. <laughs> Because uh, Lando, wow. Lando, uh, let me just, let me just talk about this real quick. People are like, oh, and then it's implied. I don't know if it's implied or if it's actually mentioned that Lando is banging his robot companion. I'm like, it's implied. I'm like, come on, like uh, uh, Billy D. Williams. Like, I'd probably let him do me. Like, he's just he. You know, Lando is just. If if Lando wants, Lando gets. <laughs> like he's just he is just a smooth mother trucker, right? Yeah. And and, and so him being pansexual and people having a problem with that, I'm like I, I I don't I don't have as much of an issue with. Um the 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 whole the whole kind of like let's fill in the gaps of the history of, of Han Solo or, or any character in in Star Wars. I don't necessarily mind um, but I, I, there, there are certain things where I'm like, this is kind of cash grabby, um, or not, not necessary where I, I, I think of the, the Star Wars books leading up to like force awakens and the last Jedi, um, where a lot of, a, a lot of character beats are in those novels that don't translate directly to screen. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I think, I think some things are, are, you don't, you don't have to, exp- you shouldn't have to necessarily explain it. 
Uh, and, and I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. You don't have to. And using the term cash grabby with Star Wars seems... Redundant? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like everything... Everything that happened after Jedi up until Force Awakens was maybe cash grabby. <laughs> um and even Force Awakens was, and everything since then has been. Uh, but it's also like, well, like so I don't like, know. So I, like Rogue Rogue One, just I I think I think Rogue One is in the top four Star Wars movies. I agree uh, personally because it is is it is a legitimately good movie, a well crafted film. Uh, I think I, it's definitely top five for me. I, I, I've I've said it before. It is the best filmed Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. it, and it it it's it's standalone, but it's not like, um, uh, not appeasing. But the the word that just like it's it's just doing it for you as a fan. Like here you go. Here's like some- fan service. Yeah, kind of. It's it, it's a word having to do with that, where it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's, this is fan service. Here you go. Uh, come see our movie because fan service. It was a because that's 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 a big criticism of Solo is all the fan service in it, and there's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, like there is, and there's a ton of stuff that there are so many scenes in Solo that uh, I watched very differently than my wife did because I've watched so many of these Star Wars films mm-hmm. repeatedly and. L- Little bits, little bits, little bits. of <laughs> wrong podcast, uh, <laughs> wrong podcast, wrong podcast. Uh, s- so many scenes, like almost foreshadow to things later on. That if you're just watching it and you're not a huge Star Wars fan, you're not gonna you're not gonna care about. Uh, but there, that doesn't make the film any less enjoyable for a casual fan. Yeah. Um, and I will say Sheena really enjoyed the film. Uh, and she usually avoids Star Wars films. Yeah. Like, I, I have no doubt. Like, I think I will enjoy Solo. I, I do. Uh, but when we think about s- standalone Star Wars films, like Ryan Johnson will eventually do with his non-Skywalker-esque Star Wars films out, out there in the nether, um, I, I think a Star Wars film that is a spinoff needs to be truly standalone where it's, you know, okay, m- maybe you bring in a cameo here of Darth Maul there or everywhere, but you're not like, that's, it's, it's not, it's, it doesn't tie into, it's this. not, it's not tied to a key character from the Star Wars saga. Right. In this case, Han Solo. Yeah, that that yeah that, that that's basically what I'm saying. Um, I I'm with you. I would I would make the argument that the prequel films uh, are essentially get filling in all these gaps for the 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 Skywalker family. Um, I I, I mean, I'm not defending the prequels. So right. <laughs> so but, I would argue but, that I don't. I would put but them in that, the same. That t- and, and it deals with Jedi and it deals with uh my dog is in the room also. Just <laughs> just 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 so we're clear. The dog's uh, been so quiet this entire time. <laughs> she's she's a good pupper. Um yeah, it the prequels do a lot to set up everything for the Empire 
for the rebellion, for the Skywalkers, for the Jedi, for the dark side, everything like all, all these major portions of, you know, the original trilogy are set up and explored in those prequel films. But one thing that is really almost untouched uh, is, is Han Solo. He's, we, we learn nothing about where he came from or what happened to him prior to a new hope. And this film kind of gives him his, his opportunity to be like, Hey, here's where I come from. Here's where I grew up. Here's what got me to be the, you know, scruffy headed nerf herder that I am today. (laughs) And this, this is where I come in and I say that things like the comics or rebels or the novels they should fill in that backstory. Like we, we shouldn't have to cast a new actor, um, cast new actors, I should say, and enforce people into the theater to see what happens in, into it. Uh, you know, it, maybe this is, this is me being an old, an old person, but um, like all that stuff existed out there in the extended universe before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, that's why it feels cash grabby to me is they're, they're like, yeah, let's get people into the theaters for, for this stuff. All that stuff is, is, is out there and can be out there like aftermath, like talking about Holdo and Laura Dern's character from the last Jedi, all that stuff. Uh, rebels, rebels being the case, uh, my, my main argument for this Darth Maul shows up in Solo. I haven't seen it, so, but I know he shows up for like 20 seconds or whatever as kind of like the head of this criminal organization. And he has robot legs because he survived and he got robot legs. Um, all that, like his story Baby is legs. told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a there's a theme with, with not normal legs. In, in this <laughs> uh, we need to call this, this episode not normal legs. <laughs> not normal. Uh, I should start naming... Episodes after things we say, it's funny. Uh, he his story is told in the Rebels show with Obi Wan, who's a main character, showing stuff that happened on Tatooine before before the events of A New Hope. Like that's that is a perfect uh, avenue for this kind of background story. And 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 realistically, like. I understand where you're coming from. I agree with you. I know that uh, Disney officially like said that the expanded universe is not canon anymore and that um, they, the things that they produce or the things that are being produced will become the, the true canon for, for everything. But there are also a lot of nods or, or uh, sort of, things that they've pulled from the expanded universe to kind of keep many of those themes or even some of the characters still uh, true to where they were out in that expanded universe. So it's, I don't know, it's this weird gray area of stuff. I'm with you. It didn't, the movie didn't have to be made, but I like that the movie was made. I, I know that there were a lot of production issues with it and, 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 and maybe, maybe Lord and Miller, I feel bad for him because it didn't produce as well in the box office as, as expectations were because every star Wars movie has done well in the box office. 
maybe this is a sign that Disney is maybe oversaturating with some of the Disney film or like Star Wars films. And maybe maybe they're they're going to go in a different direction. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it'll all just be cash grabbing. And we're all going to get burned out on Star Wars. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I as a film, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't it definitely wasn't my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my favorite Star Wars movie, but I definitely wasn't checking my watch all the time and being like, what is this? Yeah, got, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, I do want to see it. And then someday when I do, I will update this podcast and you on both Deadpool 2 and Solo. And then when you watch Disaster Artist, you hit me up. Did you hear that thunder? That was thunder? That was thunder. So we may we may need to we may need to push Mario Rabbids off into our next episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not to, uh, with, with Thunder, that. that may mean kids that are interested in having a parental figure. Uh, <laughs> so so Mother Nature has has brought us to an end uh, on this episode. Uh, but, but thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for those of you that continue to download this, this, this silly little podcast on a regular basis. Uh, if, if you're listening on a regular basis and, and, and really enjoying it, maybe you could, uh, maybe you could share this podcast with a friend of yours or two, uh, post about it on your social network, whichever one you prefer. Um, we're on most of them, so you can share a direct link to our, to our social media pages. That's right. Uh, and then. Yeah, if you haven't rated this show on Apple Podcasts, uh, maybe maybe take the time to do that. We 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 would certainly appreciate it. Uh, and and yeah, if you have ideas for a future episode, let us know. I know E three is right around the corner, right around and the corner. as is tradition, uh, we like to do some of our our favorite standout awards from from the latest E three. So so maybe I can convince Brandon into talking about video games for a whole episode <laughs> here in the near future. E- uh, you, I think I think I think I might be able to. You I, know, I have a feeling. You know, I don't like video games. You know, I don't like video games or talking about Mario and Rabbids, the video game <laughs> hit of the last week of me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, folks. Well, well, thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, I'm Travis. I am Brandon. Goodbye, uh, everybody. Bye. Say bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 